This is the Habit of Happiness podcast. My name is Indy, and I'm here today with Trent. We're going to be talking about teaching and progress tracking today. Uh, we're back for our second consecutive week in a row, which is huge for us. And uh, we're excited to share this episode with you guys. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy it. What's up, everybody? Indy and I are excited to be back for our second week in a row. So today we're going to talk a little bit about teaching What others. a huge accomplishment. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. We're back, baby. We're doing it. We're on track. Um, so today we're going to talk about teaching and progress. So to start, um, I'm going to have Indy kind of introduce um, what we're thinking with teaching others. So Indy, if you want to take that away. Yeah. So uh, Trent and I, per usual, we're just sitting here trying to think of um, topics and stuff that's been on our hearts and minds and stuff that we've um, journaled about or whatever, um, but we haven't necessarily talked to you guys about. And that's kind of generally how we come up with ideas. And um, there's a quote from a book that I read that just talks about teaching and how to um, teach others, whether it's in the context of um, something like uh, actual subject like a subject in school or maybe like a concept like our idea was we've talked about a lot of these things like extreme ownership or self-discipline uh, routines but how do you teach these to someone how do you kind of look at someone at a friend or a family member and and teach them the basics of something and um, whether it's one of those or um, say it's something faith-based but the quote is um, the task of the modern educator isn't to cut down jungles but to irrigate deserts um, Trent, what do you think of like the Im- imagery wise, like when you hear that? Yeah, my first thought, so I kind of go to the jungle right away. Um, and I kind of think of just like some explorers, like hacking through these like thick vines and everything, like trying to make some sort of path of like what's already, um, there in order to like, I don't know, discover something, find like strike rich on some area. I don't know. That's kind of what my mind runs to with the jungle and I feel like that's almost like a cluttered thing. Like, and I think the author of that would agree. Like that's a difficult thing to explore the unknown and really try to find like specific gold. Um, but then when it comes to the deserts, I think a little bit of my mind goes to the idea of like, there's nothing there. And, um, like you're hoping for growth from nothing. Um, and that may sound almost like a little, far stretch it's like your ear getting a desert but it's like so hot and dry and like there's no life probably for a reason um but then I kind of think of like a um what's it called when there's like a like a pool of water and there's like a bunch of palm trees there and it's like a beautiful little little area what's that called I was gonna say a facade (laughs) (laughs) maybe a beach I don't know I was thinking of like a facade but I don't think that's like like a um like what's that I don't know what it's called the thing like say if you're like dehydrated and you're like looking over the hills and you see that like that kind of thing oh it's uh (laughs) I definitely knew before you put me on the spot yeah Um, I knew too before my mind went Anyways, that's kind of what I think about when I think of like watering a desert, like um, it's kind of like you're finding the the growth or something in this like seeming situation that's like barren. So, yeah, that's interesting that that's where your mind goes, how you kind of tackle. I liked what you said about like people trying to hack through the jungle. I didn't think about it that way, but it's I mean, it's still very similar to what where my mind took me. But um, the way that I saw that quote is like. Um, so the task of the modern educator isn't to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. So it's not to tell someone that 
currently what they think is wrong um, or currently that they have it all um, mixed up, right? And that they're the ones that are doing like X, Y, or Z wrong or they aren't aware of the, the correct thing that you're trying to teach them. Um, so it's not to cut down those jungles of information, but it's to irrigate the desert. So it's the parts um, that they're not aware of that you're supposed to share with them, right? So um, in a faith context, you can look at this as if someone says like, I don't believe in God because bad things happen to me or to people in my family and I've been dealt like all these awful cars, but then, okay, you say, well, you don't want to discredit them and say like, okay, like I don't, it's not like you haven't suffered, right? You, you would never want to say, well, God is real because you haven't gone through that stuff and um, those experiences, like it's all, it all happens for a reason like, and like ended there, you know, like that's not, not how you want to teach someone, how you want to teach someone is say, okay, well, do you know? like the story of the gospel, like, do you know, um, what it means, like for our sins to be like washed away, why like Christ came and like all this, you irrigate those deserts. So it's not like their picture maybe at the time was incorrect, but, um, you help them like correct it for them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of, while you were talking about that, I was thinking like, I've been around kids a lot to even think about this with Y camp. Um, but I was kind of thinking of like the movie Aladdin is that actually what it's called Aladdin, um, where it's like, they're going into that temple in like the desert. And I was kind of thinking like irrigating the desert is like washing away something that they truly haven't discovered quite yet, or they don't fully know. So maybe there's like a little ignorance and underneath there could be like a temple or something like that, like something, um, valuable that's yet to be uncovered. And I think, um, since Indy and I have both worked with kids, I think it's pretty easy for us to apply, like, um, like these kids have to learn a lot about life. So, um, with the age groups that we've worked for, and I think honestly, just, you know, like loving on them and like nourishing them and like helping them kind of uncover and learn more about life is just like irrigating that desert in that sort of sense. Yeah. And I think, um, also on like the hands of, of teaching and talking well, first, I'll just say that I agree. Yeah, working with kids, they have a lot to learn. Uh, but also, we have a lot to learn. And every, sure. everybody has a lot to learn <laughs> sure, about. Yeah, maybe it's just, yeah. No, but you're, you're totally right. I mean, kids are a handful. And a lot of times when I did last summer, I mean, I yeah. get frustrated. And I think when I, when I think back, actually, to times that I was a counselor, maybe even when I worked on staff and I was interacting with some of the kids, like, I was just so... I was trying to cut down their jungles, man. Like mm-hmm. they would just say like, Oh, like, why do I have to do this? Like, why do I have to wear a life jacket? If I'm like, just going to like try swim out to the pier. That's like three <laughs> feet away. I'm like, because Billy, you don't know <laughs> the amount of trouble it. I'd get in if <laughs> you drown. Yeah, exactly. And like, I yeah. think I, I would get frustrated, but I yeah. now looking back on how I would interact with kids, I think I'd do a better job of saying, okay, well, whatever it was, whether it was like, stupid questions like that or more deep questions um trying to irrigate those deserts and let them know maybe um things that they're not thinking about um but also i think for ourselves if we're trying to teach ourselves something or if we're trying to pick up a new habit um we're gonna want to um like in terms of teaching ourselves we should do best by ourselves by like doing the research so in that sense I'm, i'm thinking like if I, if Trent and I are doing this, like training for this triathlon, like it would be like bad for us to just assume that like we can't do it because like I'm not a runner or like I mm-hmm. like 
um, don't have a lot of experience swimming and like my form's not good, whatever, but rather I'd like do research on like how to irrigate those deserts, how, like what, what are all the deserts that relate to triathlons mm-hmm. like that I need to irrigate, yeah. you know, not what preconceived notions do I need to chop down and try and break down, but what can I lift up? What can I find? Like you said, like what areas of growth can I look for? Um, and for me right now, it's like every area, like I can grow in every area relating to our training right now. And I think that, so it can apply to a lot of things, but, um, yeah. Uh, Yeah. That, that's good. I think that's really good. And I think, um, I have a couple questions for you kind of pertaining to that. Um, would you say there's ever, I don't know, I don't want to say a good time, but I'll just say, is there ever a time you think to kind of adventure through, um, the jungle in like a controlled sense, uncontrolled. Um, what are your thoughts on adventuring through? I, that's a big one. <laughs> I think um, yes, but like those are, it, it wouldn't come first. Like the first things first is always like to irrigate the deserts and to like just let them know. It's like almost like letting somebody know that they can be vulnerable with you, right? And just, or that they can that you can have like open conversations and say like, yeah, what you're saying is true. I'm sure. And like, but let's not go there now. Like, let's go here. You know, if someone wants to talk about, um, how to like get over depression or whatever, you don't want to tell them that like they like should think about all the good things or they should, um, like if you want to teach them about like mental health recovery, you don't tear down their feelings like, or Mm -hmm. tear down those jungles per se, or work through those jungles. You say, okay, well, what, do you know about like recovery like do you know um have you looked into like different like actual like drugs or, like medicines have you looked into um like spiritual stuff have you looked into um your diet have you looked into like your exercise habits um and so i think then after that you can kind of dial it back and say okay what were your like preconceived notions about how to like recover like from your mental health you know and you, like you never want to tell them they're wrong you just say okay like yeah like you just acknowledge what they're saying and then say yeah okay but like can we also look over here you know and then eventually once they're on a path to growth um and you recognize that then you can probably tackle those those jungles i guess but it's probably like very different for every situation yeah i was kind of thinking while you're talking just like um like bringing in to push something out that's kind of what i was thinking um then i guess my second question um for you is kind of, you know, we talked about kids. Um, how do you view kind of, you know, using this method with people that are either our age or people who are even older? Because I think that's one thing I kind of think about is oftentimes we're usually kind of nervous to go and, like, help someone who's older than us who we would probably assume has, you know, more life experience. They've done different things, like help them, you know, grow and irrigate themselves even if we're younger or the same age yeah i think the cool that's like the coolest part about irrigating deserts is like you it just presents so many opportunities like ask questions and i think you get you can get so stuck it's almost like if you try to cut down jungles like 98 percent of the time you'll be in an argument like if i have friends or like whoever (laughs) that are are trying to battle me with like my faith or just say like why do you believe in that or say like why are you like why do you practice like all these different things why are you so strict about like waking up why are you so strict about like reading and journaling and whatever like it doesn't make sense to me whatever and 
never like am i i mean i have done it before like try to cut down jungles and i'm like okay well mm-hmm. you do this like what do you do? but then like it's it, but it presents an opportunity for us to say okay mm-hmm. um have you ever tried this like have what are you like are you struggling with anything or like how are your like where's your head at like how, where's your heart at like that kind of stuff and nine like like we've said this before most people are just taken by surprise by that um even adults like i've had conversations with like my mom um, you've had conversations with even like my mom. She was telling the both of us last week, just like yeah. how she was like inspired, like some deserts like being irrigated by like our routines episode, you know, and because it just o- opens a new perspective um, and telling somebody telling it to somebody that way, I think will find more success when you're saying like, I'm not saying you're wrong and I'm not saying that your point isn't valid but I'm saying that there's a bunch of other things that we can like learn and walk through together and, and try and grow in and, and do life or do whatever I'm trying to teach you about, like together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's very true. Like even when you get the opportunity um, with someone your age and they're like not really expecting it, it's like, or even someone older, it's like, it's kind of like the craziest thing where it's like, there's just a different sort of connection there. And I guess my last question to you, it's kind of open-ended here. Um, have you ever heard of like the left seat, right seat approach? It's fine if you haven't. Thanks for telling me it's fine. <laughs> no, I, I have not. <laughs> okay, so I, I heard this on Jocko Willink's podcast. I thought it was really cool. So um, if you're not from the United States or the driver isn't in the left seat, just reverse everything I guess I'm about to say. Um, so one thing I thought was really cool about teaching, and I don't know if it's um, specifically United States military, whatever, because I know we have international listeners. Let's go. <laughs> um, but it's like the idea that, say, maybe I'm more knowledgeable in some hypothetical situation. Like I'm going to be the driver, and then I'm going to have my passenger who I'm teaching how to do these certain things. So it's really easy to take that perspective like a manual car, like, you know, They're watching you do every single move so that you can drive smoothly from point A to point B. You know, as time progresses, maybe they're asking questions. You're telling them stuff. And then maybe, hopefully, eventually at that time, then the the roles will switch. So then I'll be in the passenger seat. They'll be in the driver's seat. And then they're talking me through the process. And they're saying, okay, I do this at this time. And, you know, to stop at the stop sign, I need to, like, downshift, go to neutral, whatever. And then it's more like passing seats so that you know they're watching you then you're watching them progress and grow um, do you have any thoughts on that because i thought that was like a really cool thing i heard about i think that's a great visualization but i think also there's like pros and cons to that approach but also oh, okay. an approach where it's like you kind of take it like step by step mm-hmm. um but i mean i like that i think especially if you're trying to teach someone a skill mm-hmm. like maybe like guitar or like or even something like self-discipline that could be useful because say you tell someone like okay for get like to get better at disciplining myself or to like establish routines I wake up at this time and I set a 12 ounce bottle of water next to my bed and like comfy clothes I roll out of bed drink the water and put on clothes you know like Mm -hmm. that's pretty strict and laid out there's not a lot of babying in that and like that's I would say that's more like a left seat right seat approach in that sense but there's other things where especially if it's like mental health recovery or teaching someone even about like faith, like that kind of stuff isn't as cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I agree. I agree. but 
that's the cool thing about teaching is like irrigating those deserts like can be done in so many different ways um and can be approached in like the best way that suits you even as like the teacher like if you're listening to this and you have friends that you want to share like some of the stuff that we talk about or what or share stuff with your friends that does not relate to the podcast like the way that you irrigate those deserts is completely up to the way that you're comfortable with um whether that is more of like a structured approach or um like a vulnerable conversation or um I don't know. I, th- I there's probably like a million different ways that yeah. you could do that. Um, but that's actually moving on to that. I think I want to talk to you. So you um, have a decent amount of leadership experience, especially at IU, um, leading like we have do these things called core groups. Um, and what have you found to be um, some successful approaches, I guess, to irrigate deserts with um, the groups that like you've led hmm. um, in personal experience? Yeah, I think, you know, I think for males and females, it's probably a little different. Um, You know, I think, I don't know if we've truly ever talked about it, like, in our group, but honestly, like, doing a lot of, like, life stuff together, I think, has always been something um, that's, like, important and has always brought people closer. And I think kind of diving a little bit deeper into doing life together, um, like, an easy way to, like, irrigate those fields is simply, like, having conversations that are probably just slightly uncomfortable for both people. (laughs) And like, we probably talk about that a lot. Um, and Andy and I might seem like, Oh yeah, we have these all the time, but it's like truly not the easiest thing when you're not like that close with people. Like honestly, what core groups are is like we meet people at the beginning of the year and we're like trying to develop relationships within like a year or two. And like, it's hard to have those hard, like little more developed conversations about like, you know, why are you scared of this? Or why is this something that bothers you in your life when you've only known someone for like two months? Like it's not easy. Um, but I think also that is kind of how you irrigate those fields. Like you get them thinking about stuff, whether it's through asking them directly or it's just talking on a topic and just being that sort of presence that kind of spurs some thought on that. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree. And I think something that I also wanted to talk about um, was like progress tracking. So Mm -hmm. while you're like teaching somebody something, um, whether that's like you're teaching yourself something and trying to learn something or you're teaching somebody else, um, what are some ways that you have tracked um, progress, not in teaching yourself, because we've talked a lot about that, but like teaching others. So maybe even like Mm -hmm. core group or, and it doesn't have, like, if you didn't have, like, a physical way of doing it and just more, like, mental checks, like, that's fine, too. Um, but it can be in any situation, maybe even in, like, a group project or something. Like, what are ways that you've tracked progress um, in relationships with other people? That's a – I definitely think it's hard. Like, truly, when you are, um, like, seeing, like, progress of relationships, I think that's a pretty difficult thing because almost every relationship is going to develop completely differently and like it's gonna get like either wider or deeper and like you know some just get like really wide and you talk about what do you mean i was gonna say what do you mean by okay (laughs) yeah 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 it's called like a lot of people say like breadth or depth i don't know if that's even like how you say it so like wide when you think of wide like you talk about like a lot of different things um like you could talk about sports school other things you're involved in whatever but you're just talking about a lot of different things but it never goes like really deep to like another layer below that 
Um, then if you talk about like depth or like how deep someone goes, like then it's more um, like life topics or stuff about, you know, like what are your dreams? Um, like what, what are your thoughts oftentimes going to? And I think, um, I think that is sometimes a good way to gauge it, but literally all relationships will kind of vary. Um, so one way, I guess I would kind of try to track progress in my past um, is almost just like having like a sense of like comfort or being able to gauge like am I able to just approach this person and have any sort of conversation um, and that definitely takes time like obviously you can be nervous about having a conversation with your best friend um, but that's kind of one way I would say um, but that's a hard one do you have any ideas on that um honestly I think it is it is difficult yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. um, just to track because like you said relationships are very dynamic and different um, and like stuff that I've tried to like help friends out with, um, like maybe like helping them through something, like trying to empathize with them, teaching them um, about you know like self care or whatever, and, and mental health recovery, like is probably like a more frequent example I would say. Um, and I think those teaching moments, the ways that I've tracked progress, is almost just like their engagement. Because um, at first, like you said, those hard conversations, like lot of times you don't get a lot of questions back like it's mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. like us or whoever in the situation doing the probing and then later on is i see them ask more questions and them oh. engage more yeah. i feel like that's a good way to kind of like track progress but also if my goal is to share with them um like mental health recovery stuff and then there's like a physical aspect of that where it's like are they like do they seem happier? Like, are they doing more of things that they want to? Are they getting out of their house more? Are they actually like living life or are they still like moping around, you know? Um, so you can track progress almost in that way. Or if you're trying to teach someone discipline, you know, are they more disciplined? If you're trying to teach someone ownership, are they owning up to things? Are they admitting their mistakes? Um, and like, so I don't know, there's definitely a, a lot of different ways, um, to do it, but, um what is your experience with like if you're trying to teach someone something and like progress is halted or like progress isn't really going anywhere like how do you have that kind of conversation Mm -hmm. um yeah because i mean i've had times where i've tried to i'm probably in the process right now where i'm talking to friends about or talking to people about um either like a lot of these things we talk about on the podcast honestly like a number of them mm-hmm. or faith stuff yeah. um where they're at in their walk and like yeah. someone's like man i just don't care anymore like i just don't agree with that then it's like how do you kind of make sure you don't lose everything mm-hmm. lose all the current progress i think when i think about this i don't think this specifically just applies to like work relationships like school relationships um i think it's pretty broad but i feel like when a lot of progress halts, it's more when there's like actually like just like a standoff of like, like, I don't know if I want to say this. I don't know if like both parties are kind of weird spot. And I think the only time that I've truly ever seen progress really like begin to happen again is more like when like it's either me or them. Cause it's definitely not always me who like initiates that progress. (laughs) It's not always me. Um, uh, you know, I think of a good example of just like saying like, Hey, let's like, let's go grab food and like, let's talk. And like, I think honestly, just having someone stepping up almost and being like, let's talk about this 
is like a great way to have those that progress in relationships because it's easy to get stuck and like not really grow and I think that's when it's almost like a scariest time where it's like nothing's really going on right now like something kind of needs to happen so obviously we would encourage you guys to probably like take that next step and be the person to like you know have that conversation do something but Mm -hmm. I also do get it's it's not easy to be that person. It takes a lot of humility for sure. Yes, and yeah. I want to encourage you guys, if you are like trying to help somebody with something or teach yourself something or whatever, like it's okay that you don't like get it right. Like if you're yeah. trying to teach somebody something or teach like whatever, like if things aren't going the exact way that you wanted them to, or progress isn't being made, like that's okay. Like switch it up mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. and see, I mean, I, there's plenty of examples that I could probably think of where I yeah. didn't, you know, like wasn't teaching somebody correctly or I wasn't learning something myself and I wasn't doing it the way that I probably should have been. But, um, the quickest, there's a, there's a quote. <laughs> let me see. Let me see what the, what the end of it is. Cause the, the end of it is really the best part. Um, yeah. so I'll, then I'll explain it. He says, um, this is CS Lewis again. He says, going back is the quickest way on. So in that sense, say you're going, in a straight line from point A to point B, but somewhere along going somewhere along that line, you took a turn. But on that turn, if you keep going straight, like you're not getting any closer to B, you know, you're just getting farther away. So the quickest way to B is actually to go back. So in that sense, like if you mess up or if you like try something different um, and it's not working out, like don't be afraid to go back, mm-hmm. you know, because the only, the quickest way to that end result is actually to go back and, and have some humility and say, you know, like we messed up here, or like somewhere along the line, um, we lost some progress, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely, definitely takes a lot of humility. Um, and not something that I'm great at, something that I'm trying to work on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they're hard conversations to have, but also they're important conversations. Yeah. I was, I was over here laughing cause I was thinking of like, um, like not to discredit C.S. Lewis at all, because this is a really great thing to talk about. But I was thinking of like one of those, um, like dramatic like romance type TV shows or movies, and they're like, "Where did we go wrong?" And I think like, like truly, I don't even think that's that bad of a question, because you're kind of, um, like looking back and saying, "Okay, like where, where did like we kind of venture off our path that we know is trying to lead us to our ultimate goal here?" Um, and it's like, okay. How do we get back to there or how do we get back on the path that we are trying to live um, through relationships so that we can, you know, obviously reach our hopefully end goal at that time. But it can almost be even a personal thing where you're like, where, where did this like all start? And I don't I think that's a great question, honestly, because I think you get back to a lot of the um, just like roots in your life of like okay, it started here, you know, like, why was I doing that stuff? Like, why was this a time in my life? Like, I know where it led me to, I know how it makes me feel now. Um, but like, why, why was I there? And so then I think you learn a lot from that process, whether it's in relationships, or it's you being self reflective. Um, and I think it's totally worth it. And I think C.S. Lewis really hits that um, nail right on the head there. Yeah, i I definitely would agree. Um, you said you had something towards the end that you wanted to ask me that you wouldn't let me find out what it was. So we're going to live reaction. <laughs> live reaction. This is brand new. So we talk a lot about like our mental state. Like, you know, like oh, we we're talking about Iron Man. You're going to ask me where it's at. Uh, <laughs> so 
I like um I don't even know who like told me this question like at first or if someone just um just like asked me this question. Um but the question is like where's your thought life at? My thought life. <laughs> I knew it. I was thinking that earlier and I was like, he's gonna say thought. <laughs> hey, you said it for um where's my thought life at? I did, I knew it. Um that is a rough question. Um what is like by that do you mean like what my thoughts are or like how much i'm thinking where's your mind going these days (laughs) um honestly man like not in the best place if i'm being completely transparent just in the sense that i've been doing so much thinking and i like i just feel like i'm playing catch-up still like i especially this training stuff and working eight pretty much eight to five like doing stuff being busy um, having to get stuff done in the mornings, like to get my routines, which like I'm getting stuff done and I'm checking all the boxes, but like I lay in bed and I honestly, like I've not been getting great sleep, like, um, or not like once I fall asleep, I'm fine, but I just lay in bed and just think about 2 million different things. Mm-hmm. Like imagine like a racquetball court and you have like, you know, I know exactly you have like a, now. you have like a tennis, <laughs> like ball machine that just shoots tennis balls. And like, but this is shooting like racquetballs and it just is like every five seconds, like, poof, poof, and then, yeah. and then it goes for like two hours. And then at the end, you just have all of these racquetballs just bouncing around. That's what my head is like at 2am. <laughs> and there's just like so many different things. And like I said, it's not, I'm not in like a state of like depression or anything. Um, I feel like pretty good, but there's just like a lot going on. And honestly, I haven't done a good job of processing everything, which is why. Um, I did take like an extra day of rest, like from training just because on Monday, because I needed like a mental day to catch up, which helped. Um, but I'm hoping that this weekend and even tonight, I'm, I have the rest of the night off. So I'm going to try and sit down and collect some thoughts and, mm-hmm. and put them pen to paper. But, um, yeah. And then I'll, I'll get you back next week <laughs> where your thought life is at. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah. yeah. Man. Sweet. Thanks for being vulnerable, man. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to our episode today about teaching others and how you can gauge relationships in your life. Indy and I are excited that this is our second week in a row of posting a podcast, and we look forward to continuing this trend and making more episodes for you guys. 